Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Hi everyone and welcome to this session of day three of the African Women and Family Business Conference and today we are honored to have with us Bookie George Taylor. Bookie is a strategic communications and special events expert, public speaker and an entrepreneurial coach with experience in working with both corporate America and Canada. Bookie attended the University of Massachusetts um, at a young age where she studied African and African-American history and women's studies. In 2007, at the age of 25, she founded the Bobby Taylor Company in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. She's a certified public public relations company. In 2017, the company evolved to become a prominent household African strategic communications agency, now known as the Robert Taylor Media. In 2010, she also became a director of one of Nigeria's first digital publications, the Lagos Today newspaper, which covers stories, sites and happenings around one of Africa's most prominent cities, which is Lagos in Nigeria. She was also recognized under the category of media and culture in Africa under the MyPad Global Top 100 Under 40 in support of, of the United Nations. And in 2021, Buki, alongside two of her partners, launched Africa's number one social calendar app, Crawl, to boost tourism within and around major cities in, Af- in Africa. For well over a decade, Hoki has consulted for both local and global organizations and personalities, conveying relatable and unique brand stories to targeted audiences, communities, and stakeholders. Recognized for, for applaudable work by the under 40 CEOs in Nigeria, Buki and her agency have represented local and global brands like Dubai Tourism, Moea Hennessy, Estee Lauder, Fela on Broadway, and BAP, just to name a few. And I am going to hand this over to Buki to take over. Thank you very much for that introduction. Good morning, ladies. It is an honor to be giving this keynote address as we celebrate International Women's Day with an amazing theme this year um, of breaking the bias. Um, Yesterday was International Women's Day, and I know that for me, um, I took some time out to really think about what breaking that bias really means. And what resonated with me was that, you know, we as women are constantly disrupting stereotypes, biases, and putting our best foot forward. As introduced, my name is Bookie George Taylor. I am the founder and managing director of Robert Taylor Media, a strategic communications agency in Nigeria. My agency was founded on the basis of establishing a business known for excellent delivery. Um, My company will be 15 years old in September. I'm extremely excited and it has been quite the journey. If you know the communication sector in Nigeria, it is a very male dominated space and getting my voice heard and being seen was not easy. As women, we're often um, tasked to prove ourselves in our businesses, in our workplace, 
um, where it is heavily male dominated. And that comes with various challenges. And today I want to talk about some of those challenges and how I've been able to overcome them. I started my agency at the age of 25 from my two bedroom apartment in Winnipeg, Manitoba in Canada with one dream. And that dream was to become a household name in the communication space. I had four staff who were unpaid, but shared the same vision as myself. And today I'm proud to say that my agency is fully functional with about 16 staff and various temporary staff from all over the world that work with us to bring um, all of our clients' communication needs to life. I want to talk about your network. I started my business with zero capital. I just had a dream. And there were things that I definitely needed to do, such as my branding, um, starting out my business, introducing my brand, and all of that good stuff. And I remember thinking very clearly that I didn't have everything that I needed to um, support my business to do that on my own. And so what did I do? I decided to look into my network and I continue to preach that, you know, as women, it is very important for us to build a tribe. It's very important for us to um, affiliate ourselves with people that can definitely put us forward. I needed branding. I needed a website. I needed a lawyer. Instead of giving up on my dreams because of financial issues, I decided to look into my network. A good friend of mine um, who had just started his own graphics and website company was more than happy to build my website, build my logo. And we came up with the slogan, because you're buzzworthy. He was able to do this for me on the house in return for some PR work for his business. I dug further into my network and found an old classmate, Tinuke, who had become a lawyer. And I asked her to help me drop all my legal templates. Um, I used various applications to sort out my invoicing and everything I had was basically given to me by the pool of people that I knew, the talented individuals that were able to share my dream. And of course, I was able to sell my dream to them as well. And from then on, I wrote a press release on my company. I put it up on Facebook, actually, and I bagged my first client, Ekene Onu, who was the author of The Mrs. Club a chick literature that did extremely well. So I always tell people when they say, I can't start a business because I don't have the capital. I can't start a business because I don't have all of this money. I always say tap into your network. So it is very important that we are intentional about the people that we have around us and the network that we create so that we can have the support that we might need to push our businesses or our careers forward. Second thing for me would be using what you have to get what you want. My desire to break into the Nigerian market began to grow very heavily. Um, I grew up and I was born in Nigeria, grew up in Nigeria. I left Nigeria when I was 15 years old to attend the University of Massachusetts. And I hadn't been back home since then. And I started to think about how I would break the Bobby Taylor Company into Nigeria. One of the first things that I did was that I started to look for large scale events or important events to see how I could partner. I saw an event called the Future Awards, which is an awards that takes place in Nigeria yearly, where they recognize outstanding youth that have done extremely well in their businesses or in their careers. I reached out to them and I offered them 
to provide them with the Bobby Taylor gift bags for the winners of the future awards in exchange to be listed as a sponsor. They bought into the idea. I remember going into the craft store and buying my fuchsia pink bags and some lettering and some glue. And I remember sitting with my two-year-old at the time and sticking Bobby Taylor on each of those gift bags. There were, I think there were about uh, 13 um, recipients of the awards. And, and so I had 13 bags. Another thing that I did was to reach out to different vendors to see who would be willing to donate into my gift bags. I got 11 brands that were interested. House of Tara, T.Y. Bello, Ekene Onu, Mr. King, and quite a few others were more than happy to send me items for this amazing self-made gift bag. Bought my economy ticket and some suitcases with all my products, and I headed to Nigeria for the first time since I was 15 years old. Packed my bags, put my goodie bags together, and I attended the Future Awards. It was absolutely amazing to sit in the crowd and hear repeatedly on the microphone gift bags provided by Bobby Taylor. One thing I didn't forget to do to put in my gift bags was a one-pager on my company, the services that we provided, and most importantly, how to contact me. Every winner of the Future Awards was presented with my gift bags on stage, with press and photographers taking photos of them. By the next day, pictures of notable young people, entrepreneurs and career-driven individuals were holding these Bobby Taylor gift bags and they were all over the newspapers and the phone calls started coming in. Sometimes when I tell people or when I speak to people who are looking for how to introduce their brands, I always say, don't hesitate to use what you have to get what you want. The struggles came for me when I moved back to Nigeria to fully start my business in 2009. Public relations was not a thing. What we had were big advertising agencies with small PR departments, but no actual major public relations companies or individual publicists. Not very many people understood what I was doing. Not very many people understood what my agency uh, was about. It just wasn't a thing. But I had energy. I had passion. I was, resent I was relentless. And I was committed to myself and to my brand and introducing this brand to let people know why they needed my services. As I continued to do good work, it wasn't before long before people started to see the need and importance of communications in their personal brands and their businesses. I have attended pitches being the only woman in the room. I've learned the importance of strategic partnerships. I have won pitches and I have lost pitches. One of the greatest lessons that I have learned in my journey is being intentional. It took me about five years to be intentional about my business, putting together structure, Scaling from being an independent publicist with a small team to an agency with a good amount of staff, um, with a good amount of freelancers, structure became something that was extremely crucial for me. I needed to nurture my baby. Hiring a lawyer, hiring an accountant, hiring an HR professional became paramount. And I started to see the difference in the growth and in the scaling of my business. So I always advise and always tell people to be intentional. A lot of the things that I know now, I wish I knew back then. 
but I am not um, in any way regretful of my journey and, and all the experiences that I had and how long it took me to get to where I needed to be. And that brings me to my next thing when I say trust the process. Everyone wants to be successful overnight, but the truth is that it takes time. It's also true that no formal education can prepare you for your business. Experience is what really prepares you. I've also learned to normalize falling down and getting back up. With every disappointment, I've taken the lessons and implemented better strategies in my business. With every win, I've also taken the lessons and adopted working strategies as well. Some of my struggles also would come, would have come in the form of balancing family life and my business. As women, we carry a lot of responsibilities. We have full-time jobs at home and full-time jobs in the workplace. I started my business with a young family. My son was two years old and I had a four-year marriage. It was not easy, but I've learned the art of time management. In my business, I have not failed to do everything that has to do with pickup, drop-offs for my children, attending um, um, school PTAs and programs. I fit that in my schedule. It is important. My child, my children come first. I've also learned how to take off my businesswoman hat when I get to the door and become Buki, the wife, the partner, the mother. If they're nice that I need to get work done, I make sure that I'm vocal, vocal about that to my family and I give myself a time limit and I don't hesitate to go back to nurturing and caring for my family. As I got older, I became a single mother um, and certain things began to be uh, more important to me. My mental health became extremely important. Learning how to take time for myself, take time to take care of me, my mind and my thoughts. I developed rituals from meditation to prayers and even down to enjoying my favorite music or traveling for inspiration. I also learned how to surround myself with positive people who inspired me. I cleaned up my social media, became more intentional about, intentional about who I follow so that my feed provides me with good nuggets, inspiration on how to go about my day. I know one thing for sure is that if you're not okay mentally, and if you're not mentally sound, you will not be able to give the best in your business, and neither will you be able to give your best at home. There has to be a balance. One of the biggest challenges for me as well with my business and starting up a business in Nigeria, having been gone for so long and stepping into a market that I didn't know too much about, was hiring the right hands. You cannot have a team and do most of the work yourself. There's a reason why you have a team. You hire so that you can offload responsibilities to trusted individuals who understand your passion and are part of you and are part of your vision. I have also learned to hire passion as opposed to talent. Um, I look for passionate people. I look for people who are in line with my company's vision. You can train talent, but you can't train passion. I also spend a lot of time nurturing my team, mentoring my team, developing my team, and inspiring my team. I'm a very strong believer that a true and authentic leader builds leaders and not followers. Self-development is another thing that became very key for me as I went along my journey. 
take that course, get that mentor. All of these things are important. You must be knowledgeable about your industry and about your business. No one can sell your business better than you. You must be knowledgeable about your industry and knowledge is indeed power. We thank God that in this digital age, you can find role models online on Instagram, whether it means following businessmen or women or listening to helpful podcasts, everything is now almost within your reach. In all of this, I've learned that in every person's life and business journey, there will always be obstacles to achieving success. And women are faced with specific gender-based hurdles. Empowering yourself means staying true to yourself and to your passion. I encourage each and every one of you to continue to disrupt your industries, be bold, learn not to take a beating. If you fall, get back up and make sure that you are seen and your voices are heard. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you so much, Sophie. That was, yeah, I was taking notes, listening very intently. And I love the fact that you you have been so daring in your journey and you've stepped out of your comfort zone and you've also seized opportunity when you saw it, uh, which is something that I think a lot of women struggle with. Um, Mm. I remember in a session we had yesterday, we were talking about imposter syndrome and we had women saying, I, I didn't know if I was good enough. Mm-hmm. And so l- looking at that and looking um, at all these big strides and um, these daring ideas you've gone out with and you've, you've won because you've, you've dared to believe in yourself. Have mm-hmm. you ever suffered from imposter syndrome and how have you managed to navigate it? If you have, I still do. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily thinking I'm good enough, but, Sometimes I'm slightly reluctant to share my journey. Sometimes I'm reluctant to share my success. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I constantly speak to myself and I don't think there's anyone, I don't think imposter syndrome really all goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very normal to second guess yourself. Um, but I say that with the right attitude and with confidence and as you grow and as you earn your stripes, it becomes a lot more easier. One of my biggest things for me this year and moving forward, because I'm going to be 40 years old next month, oh my goodness, um, is that I'm going to do everything that I want to do, whether I fail or not. So I always wanted to own a newspaper. I've done that. Um, because of my work with, with PR and, and brands like Moet Hennessy and putting events together and all of that you know in Nigeria you usually hear if you want to find out what's new or if you want to know where to go call Buki Um, I decided to build an app to solve that Mm -hmm. Um, it's called my crawl app Mm -hmm. crawl as in bar crawl restaurant crawl culture crawl all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and on the app you can see the all the beautiful places in Lagos all the booking numbers, descriptions, images, and it has a social calendar that tells you what's happening in the city every single day. Um, I built Crawl. Crawl is doing amazing. And I've done that. I always wanted to write a book. My book will be launching next month. It's called um, Born to Stand Out. And it's a, it's a guide on personal branding. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know what other crazy ideas are going to come into my head, but I'm sure in the next few years you will hear that I have gone ahead to do something and do something and do something. And just having an idea and seeing it being born um, mm-hmm. um, is, is the most rewarding thing for me. Um, I, I do realize that some of these things I do are quite innovative. For example, there's nothing like crawl, and I'm sure that a lot of people are going to start to build similar apps. It is an honor that I thought about it and I did it. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it becomes the most successful app or not, I give myself kudos for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always continue to say as well that as you continue to self-develop, your, mm-hmm. your confidence will, will definitely grow as well. If you know your industry, you're intentional about networking. If you know Nigeria very well, you're not getting into any doors except you know who, you know, everything is about who you know and where you're seen and the circles that you're playing in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very intentional about that. I join, I'm part of quite a few organizations. I get very, very involved in quite a few things mm-hmm. because I love and genuinely love being surrounded by women and men who are doing a lot of great things. And it also inspires you as well. And then it goes into everything from strategic partnerships. You know, that's my big thing now is who are we partnering with and how can we create magic? Mm. You know, no man is an island. So self-development, confidence, having the attitude and normalizing, falling down and getting back up for me is how I deal with imposter syndrome. Mm. And then looking at what you said about networking, how your network is your net worth. How do you, how did you, how did you find yourself becoming more confident in terms of the connections that you started um, tapping into the clubs that you decided to join or the, the different associations and, and organizations? Did you um, join them because they were career specific or did you spread your net a bit wider to other interests and other spaces you found that you could get value from? Sure. One of my biggest things and, for me, the, one of the key successes or key, key um, tricks to being um, s- successful is being valuable. You want a situation where whatever circle you can come into, they need a bookie in that space. And I think that's been extremely helpful for me. In terms of my networking, I've been very, very intentional. I love women-led organizations. Um, I enjoy organizations that have a lot to do with Black-owned entrepreneurs and Black-owned professionals. Um, um, I'm very passionate about African-owned businesses as well. So my network, you know, is, yes, within Nigeria, but also across Africa and also across um, um, globally as well. Um, I'm a member of the Gathering Spot in Atlanta, Um, I'm a member of the African uh, Women Tourism Board. I'm a member of the Luxury Network. It's it's quite vast. And in all of that, you know that, you know, who doesn't need cons and who doesn't need that person that can, that has the relationships with all the media and and is knowledgeable about, you know, strategy and communications and all of that. I have been intentional in developing myself to become valuable. When you're valuable, you can't go wrong. So it is about looking inwards and seeing what can I offer 
And I think that's the question a lot of people need to ask is what can you offer as opposed to what you can receive. Once you identify what you can offer, then it's easy to market yourself. It's easy to be involved in these networks and be seen as valuable. Got you. And when it comes to getting into industry and spaces, like you said, you, you went into an industry that was heavily male-dominated. And as women, we feel like when we walk into these spaces, we're not given room or we're given a quota, whereas we are including women as opposed to actually inviting them to the table and and allowing them to have a seat. How important has it been for you since you've managed to penetrate um, an industry that was heavily male-dominated to also create a, a table where you invite more women to it and give them opportunities? Um, extremely important. So I can tell you that my my staff strength is is most likely 90, 98% women. <laughs> it's not intentional, I swear. I guess the boys don't like to work for me. I don't know. <laughs> um, I do a lot of mentorship as well. Um, I do a lot. I mean, during the pandemic, I came up with a program called Connect with Buki. And it was free 30 minutes consulting for women that own businesses or were in careers where you just got to chat with me and um, I would give you all of the advice that I possibly could have. And the reviews from that were quite amazing. Um, so it is something that I am definitely pa- uh, passionate about doing. I feel that as a woman, once you get to a certain level, you owe it to the womanhood kingdom to, to pull up other women. And I think that when we start to see the pride in creating other leaders as opposed to followers, that's where the real magic lies. You want to see other women do amazing things and know that, you know, you were part of their journey. Um, And it is very, very self-rewarding for me as well to talk to young women. And I do this all the time, uh, talking to them about their businesses, sharing my personal journey. Um, so that they can learn from something. I wish I had that. I didn't really have that. But it's something that I'm very, very intentional about doing and I have been doing. So yes, it is male-dominated. The industry, many industries are Um, male-dominated. I spoke in an interview a couple of days ago and I'm like, you know, I'm not really interested in competing with any of the guys or anybody really. I'm more interested in competing with myself, constantly being a better version of me. You know, one of the questions that the, um, the journalist asked me was, if anybody wants to be like you, what would you suggest? And I said, I don't want anybody to be like me. I want everybody to be themselves and the best version of themselves. It's okay to take lessons from the journeys and everything, but nobody else is going to have your life and your journey it is yours. There's no blueprint. Um, and, and it's uniquely yours. So all I usually advise is I'm able to share my story. I hope that it does inspire. Um, I'm available to ask, you know, to answer questions. I'm able to sit in strategy sessions with a lot of young girls and whatnot and give them the best that I can give. And it is an honor for me to see them take some of that information and do amazing work for themselves and in their lives. Wow. Thank you for that answer. It's such a powerful answer. 
If anyone has any questions for Bookie, please can you type them in our chat below and I will make sure that I give them to her so she can answer us during um, this last segment of um, her keynote. Um, so please feel free to ask your questions in the chat box and I will then pass them on to Bookie. Now, looking at legacy building and um, also being a woman in business, uh, a, a, a wife and a mother makes you a family business owner and you're raising young kids. Have you started um, thinking about the future, about um, what's going to happen to the agency as um, you look to retirement? Could be many, many, many years, but then transition is always something that um, we um, look at as family businesses. Have you had any time to think about it or have you started having conversation with your family members about um, the work that you do and um, your future plans for the amazing um, organization you've built? Sure. My son has zero interest <laughs> in everything that I'm doing. Zero. He's going the other way. <laughs> he doesn't want anything to do with comps. Um, my mother um, is my biggest inspiration and she was a comms professional. Um, she studied public relations and uh, has a master's in PR from Boston University and was the general manager of marketing for Nigeria Airways when we had our local carrier. And a lot of the things that I learned was from watching her. I mean, I literally grew up with journalists coming in and out of my home, uh, watching her put together press conferences, watching her on television and all of that. While she may not have been very intentional in, you know, I mean, she didn't own her own business. She worked for the government, but um, she did expose us to her work. Um, and I know that there was a lot of learning, key learning points from that in, in setting up my own business. Now, I graduated recently from the Nelly Kwanda Leadership Institute in the U.S. And one of the biggest topics was succession planning. And so when you ask if it's something that I am thinking about, yes, it is. Even down to our processes in the office, it's being set up in such a way that if all of my staff decided to, God forbid, run away today, or if I wasn't there today, the business does actually know how to function. Um, there are things in place. There are people that are being groomed for different things. Um, I don't want to sit as managing director of Robert Taylor for too long. I definitely want to go into teaching at some point. So there is definitely um, succession plans um, being put in place. And it's something that I am taking extremely seriously. Um, when I look at um, quite a few families who have been very, very successful in getting their families to, you know, hop on board their businesses and, you know, giving that beautiful longevity of the business where you see that a company has been in existence since 1908, you know, those kinds of things do inspire me. And I think that it is extremely important that when we go, that our business doesn't have to go. Um, and which is why organizations such as yours is extremely important um, to actually guide us in, in setting the right things in place so that there's longevity and the business has a life of its own. Um, but yes, it is something that I'm definitely heavily looking at because um, I want my business to definitely outlive me. Well, we do look forward to seeing um, your business becoming a multi-generational business that just transcends generation to generation. 
even mm -hmm. uh, if it's a great great grandchild that eventually decides, oh, I might be interested in this. Exactly. <laughs> we will keep that ownership um, thread going through the different generations. So I have um, a comment here. I think questions uh, um, from one of our participants who said, thank you for sharing your wisdom on this space about being intentional. I will definitely apply it. Um, def uh, one, um, networking in a group where you can add value and two, aiming to mentor, to create other leaders among other gems that you shared. Sure. Right. So looking at that and looking at different ways in which people can follow you, and find out more about what you're doing. What are the platforms that we can tap into that you are already on? And including, when should we look forward to getting that our hands on that book? Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. Um, so my Instagram um, page is quite informational. I, I throw nuggets there as well. Um, it is, and I'll put this in the chat box as well. It's at Bookie the PR Expert. Um, my company page as well is very, very um, informational and it's at roberttaylor.media and the website is www.roberttaylormedia.com. Um, on my bio on Instagram, it has all of the different businesses and projects and things that I'm involved in. Um, I'm constantly evolving. Sometimes my life seems like a complete movie and I have to trust the process. Um, I'm slowly <clears throat> gearing towards um, tourism. Um, Africa is the center of the world. And I think that um, we're going to have such a boost in the tourism sector. You can see what Ghana is doing already with the year of the return and all of that stuff. Um, I'm currently sitting on a board with the Nigerian Economic Summit Group to rewrite Nigeria's tourism policy. Um, and so I'm slowly in that space, um, I'm slowly creeping into that space. It's something that I am very, very passionate about. So you can definitely follow me on those platforms to see what I'm up to and whatnot. And, you know, I, I respond to every single DM I get, no matter how redundant it is i take wow. the time to respond to every single message that i get i don't ignore one message even if my response to you is unfortunately i'm unable to assist you with this i respond so i'm very open to strategy sessions i'm very open to brainstorming sessions I can't tell you how many brainstorming sessions I've been a part of and how many people I've been able to meet and how many people I've been able to even work with from these kinds of things. So I don't shy away from them. I'm very, very open. So people are very, very welcome to reach out to me um, via Instagram. Um, my book will be coming out um, on my birthday, April 26th. Yay. Um, and I've always, always wanted to write and talk about the importance of personal branding, um, standing out, documenting successes and things like that. Personal branding is so crucial right now. It's probably one of our hottest selling services in the, in the agency. Um, people want to be thought leaders. People are ready to position themselves mm -hmm. to either get better positions in their workspace or 
just scaling their business or just being recognized in their industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the book is about. Um, and, and that will be coming up soon. So I will share that with you and then you could definitely share it with the network and I'll see if there's some complimentary copies as well that we can give out to you as well. Lynn, thank you so, so much. And I think this will be the conclusion of the session. And we'd just like to thank you once again, Boogie, for making yourself available to us and sharing such an inspirational story. We will continue watching you and continue looking for ways to collaborate with you. And um, just thank you for just your honesty and uh, just being here with us today. Sure. Anytime. Thank you, ladies. Bye now. Bye.